What is up, everybody? It is Thursday night. Grab yourself something cold to drink. Kick your feet up. You're in for a treat tonight. We've got a brand new episode of Jackson Kayak Dock Talk. We're going with the Jameson Viking intro. I can put the button back just for you guys. So you guys got like the full effect. Um, I have I have a way talk. better version of that video. We need of to course send. you do. Of course you do. Will. What's that? Uh, can Pretty I share? It? Is there a way for me to share it? <laughs> yeah, you can share screen. Okay, one second. What's oh, up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Doc Talk. This is a special edition of Jackson Kayak Doc Talk, where you will be starting to meet some of the people behind the scenes at Jackson Kayak. Tonight just so happens to be my coworkers at the Jackson Kayak marketing team. And yeah, so this is our new esteemed panel, as we like to call it for Jackson Kayak Doc Talk. We're not always esteemed. Sometimes we get steamed. Sometimes the audience asks great questions. It's a, it's a crapshoot on what you're going to get. Nobody knows. That's the beauty of it. Fair it enough. just has to do with how much we'll talk, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, wow, we're, we're starting so early. How- Such a tax, man. All the aggression. Wow. Oh, oh, it's aggression. Like, been pent up. Yeah, Emily's good. like, I can finally just say what I think about Will. I don't know. It's good. I'm, uh, I'm family sending show. you family the video show. in Skype so that you can you can play <laughs> the audio first. as well. Okay, sounds good. I'm gonna well, have to run on the table. Make sure. Just run oh. this on you. Oh, I remember this That's video. Chris? If if anybody would like to see, let's can, can we play this? Absolutely. This is the better version of that video. <laughs> there is a there is a better version of the Jameson Redding um intro. Let me uh let me download this real quick. Save to downloads. Do I approve um, this? Oh, oh definitely. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. It is time. It's time. So we'll go around the room here while this is downloaded. Um I'll let everybody introduce themselves. We can start with we'll start ladies first. Miss Emily Jackson. Um, introduce yourself, even though I just did, and tell people a little bit about you and what you paddle. That's the rules of Doc Talk. Ooh, okay. Well, my name is Emily Jackson. I'm currently the marketing director at Jackson Kayak, and last name Jackson, so I was born and raised into the family of uh, Jackson Kayaks, which is super cool, so been here since the beginning, and I absolutely love this team, and I paddle a ton of different boats. I spend most of my time in my whitewater boats, but at the same time, I spend a lot of time fishing for my whitewater boats too because I get in some cool places. But I really like the simplicity of my bite. It sounds it's really simple. Uh, I just take it out on the water. If you give me a bag of wacky worms, one pole, and my bite, I'm a very happy camper. So that's my fishing platform of choice. What about you, B? 
I completely approve of your bite message. That is absolutely my favorite go-to fishing kayak at the moment. Uh, I will sing its praises from the rooftop. I love the ability to tuck the little tackle boxes. You got four different spots right there. Super convenient, wide open deck layout. I love that platform. Um, I'm the graphic designer slash photographer slash web human um, for us. I do a little bit of stuff with the dealers too and make sure they've got cool stuff on their floors. And uh, that's me. Will. Hi. I'm going to kick it to you. Toss it to you. That was a bad toss. I'm Will Jackson. I'm uh, <laughs> original part of the Jackson family. Uh, the weird uncle that nobody talks about. My oldest child. My... <laughs> I actually am Emily's aunt. Yeah, that's what. That's why I I, I want to be part of it too. So I'm just <laughs> just throwing it out there that adoption is pending. Uh, actually, my name is Will Richardson. I am currently the project manager for Jackson Kayak Marketing. Uh, my day to days include uh, doing website stuff with Bridget. We do a lot of that heavy lifting on making sure that the website and the web store works. Uh, I am in data management. And so that means not only do I make sure that all of the files are in the right place, but I also uh, data mine and make sure that we have the metrics and the cool information that we need to make sure that the right information gets to the right people when it's supposed to. And uh, our team, because of just the way that it works, where we all wear a lot of different hats for lack of a better word. So. Um, it's, it's because that's the way that this, this group has just grown up that we all ended up having to fill in the blanks when, uh, you know, when they present themselves, that's one of the things we just have to be fleet footed. And I think we all can say that we have that job to a certain degree, make sure that whatever job isn't getting done is getting done. I was just taking notes on all the things you guys say that you do to make sure I was like, there's so many that they're missing here. Oh, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're not even getting started. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, when we, you know, Bridget says she's the graphic designer, but the reality is, is that um, she does a ton of the heavy lifting to make sure that the website works from day to day. She works with other departments. She's our, our eyes in the factory, which is something that um, is a big deal because the rest of us are remote. Um, and that's just the reality of, the workplace now it allowed us to get through the pandemic really really well when a lot of um teams marketing teams didn't that's our hero right there you're like a crap everybody's hero <laughs> I'm you, did that make you feel awkward uh a little <laughs> let me get everybody back in order okay um so second intro so you guys have never seen this video this is never before seen footage <laughs> this is the premiere of Ooh. it's it's the world premiere of the alternate nar video yeah um with jameson Redding. this is the way it was supposed to be it's the original um, the original director's cut this is this is the original director's cut so just just hang with us here and i'm not sure that i approve this Moisture is the essence of wetness. And wetness is the essence of beauty. Nar fragrance for men and women. From Jackson Kayak. 
Think about think about launching that next year. We'll just bottle up some fish stank. Can we just take a moment? Yeah. Like put a little water in a booty and shake it around. Pour it I in. was thinking we could make some good money off those feet shots. So <laughs> yeah. Go back to the feet again. We already have. <laughs> um all the Panama shots we cropped in, they were all high res, so me and Will was able to crop around and get what we needed. <clears throat> It's, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, everybody seems to love that one. So, yeah, it, that we're going to launch that one on the YouTube tomorrow. That's actually the reveal. That's, that's the book. No, that's, yeah. yeah. Nar Fragrance. That's, that's we, we didn't want to tell everybody. We're, we're, the, we're launching it early. Nar Fragrance, Nar fragrance. men and women. women. We, and, and it's amazing. It's, it's actually really environmental because all we did was we take that scum that gets into the inside of your kayak after months of saltwater kayaking and we just mm -hmm. we just bottled that in spray bottles and Chad, I feel like we all went around the table and kind of said what our specific roles were at Jackson Kayak and I feel like you left yourself out. I think people are wondering like what does Chad do? Nothing. Um, I need to take no, Chad, Chad never talks about <laughs> Chad on the podcast very rarely. It's usually about my esteemed guest. My, You're in our team, my, man. Now you gotta go. Team. I gotta go. So my, my boss is here and I have to play nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm Chad. Hey. First time <laughs> listener, long time caller. Um, so what do I do? I do a lot of things, I guess. I don't really know if I have one specific job title. If I did, it would be social media manager. Um, other than that, I do a lot of different things. Uh, work with the Jackson Kayak Trail, work with Dustin and the fishing team a little bit here and there, uh, film videos, take pictures, assist Will. Uh, I'm Bridget's apprentice. I'm Will's apprentice. I'm Emily's apprentice. I'm an apprentice. That's what I do. At Jackson Kayak, I'm the apprentice. You're doing it, Chad, man. You're getting there. But... And then, yeah, that's I'm just I'm just the apprentice. I don't really do anything. Um, that is so not I, true. No, you are the I lead drink. on content creation as well for all the fishing. So I, I play on my phone and I drink. That's what I do. Jackson <laughs> kayak. That is kind of the beauty of it, right? Like I get paid to have like an inbox of these incredible photos and experiences and like these things that people are doing out there, and like turn around and just share that out with people, and that's the coolest thing ever. Really? Because my inbox is full of like timetables and that's because you're the data nerd. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of waiting that. on the first I'm waiting on the first complaint for some of the new um teaser footage um with the Metallica White Zombie and then whatever rock song that was tonight. Um because it's been a little heavy metal. I kind of went like, hey, we're gonna send it. So we sent it. It's it's loud. It's supposed to get you jacked up, ready for launch day, the launch party. So coming to the launch party is hot tomorrow. But but since this is a podcast and people are kind of like, what is a launch party? Um, so as the marketing team, we have kind of had and Emily has really led the way on this in a monster, monster way. A big movement that we have tried to do um, getting out, getting to know our our consumer. Um, more and more with the help of our Jackson Kayak dealers. So, Emily, could you tell us a little bit about what the fun tour is and what the launch parties are? Because they're they're similar, but they're not exactly the same. 
Which one do you want first? Should we go fun tour or launch? I think the launch party is probably launch parties launch i want to know all about the launch launch launch. Launch send it yeah okay all right well the launch parties uh conceptually actually started with you know how do we develop and announce a new product in a timely manner that one builds up excitement and hype and gets people really like anticipating that something's coming but in a way that also isn't too early or leaking anything that'll affect any sales on a dealer floor. So we recognize that Jackson Kayak is a B2B business. So we were, we're partners with our dealers. You know, our dealers are what makes our kayaks get into consumers' hands. And so when we, or if we had any inkling or inclination of a new product coming out very early, it can really slow down sales on dealers floors and it really impacts their ability to invest into the next year so for us we wanted to find a way where we keep things pretty quiet you'll notice we're pretty tight-knit about what gets leaked out but at the same time everyone wants to get excited about launching a new product so the idea is how can we build it what's the right time frame metallica is totally the right choice because it is exciting because for us we've been working on it you know um all these projects for more than a year you know, and when you think about that, for us, it's a celebration of being able to come full circle and make something new and also a celebration of all of us being able to listen to and embody what our consumers are asking for. So for us, it's just a, an opportunity to go out and say, heck, yes, we're doing this. Go check it out. And we want you to actually be able to touch it. So instead of just announcing something online, it's like, well, then does the hype die down and we don't get to see it for another six months? Is that how that works? It's like, no, let's actually be building inventory, get some of them to specific dealers, some of our stronger partners and strategically placed throughout the U.S. and North America, and then make sure that people can go to one place, visit our dealer and actually put their hands on the product. And that goes back to really the and it takes a full team and then some there's a lot of people not even in this room that are heavily involved in this all the reps the dealer network oh my goodness so many um and then on top of that uh that really falls in line with the fun tour it's the same thing we want people to put hands on our product because i really believe that um for jackson kayak so much of our boats and our product is to feel like we're chasing that feeling in the kayak. And when we build it, we want people to feel it when they're sitting in it and paddling it. And so the fun tour is the same thing. We want to bring people to a connection point where we can share our passion for paddle sports. And so if you're wondering what a fun tour is, uh, we organize as a team 62 of them this year. So 62 community events where people got to get together, try kayaking. We had people that have never sat in a kayak before. We had people that were veteran paddlers. We had people, there's so many different layers of people and paddlers that got into kayaks through the fun tour. So it's just a way to connect around a shared passion, which is paddle sports in both fishing and whitewater. So I think that's the, kind I think of the, the idea. I think the most exciting thing about it too is that in the fishing industry and specifically less and less of these grassroots type events exist more and more of it has become mainstream it's big stage it's nascar shirts it's the um the the way that most products are revealed are at a trade show um or in a magazine and and 
our focus has always been and continues to be consumers. And we know that, you know, if we, that the, the way to create a true Jackson customer for life is to put the product in a consumer's hand and let them see the difference, feel the difference, you know, between a product that's made in China versus a product that's made in the U.S. The quality is different. The feel is different. Um, we talk about our hand carved boats, you know, uh, in some of the past generations of boats, these things, these things feel different. They touch different, they look different. And most of that can't happen unless a customer is tactile, is, is there, is part of the experience and building that community with things like the fun tour, building that community with things like your, your, your bass trail, um, building that community with launches like this and that are public based instead of launches that are at a trade show somewhere where only industry insiders or editorial. Yeah, that that that's. I mean, think about think about the the fishing industry in general and the direction that kayak fishing has gone in the last ten years. Is it's just not grassroots anymore? I mean, there is some. I mean, I don't want to you know downturn anybody else's efforts. But that, no, that think that, about that's, it for me, a second. Yeah. You're the data nerd. I mean, sorry, I said it out loud, but he's really that's good right. at it too, and he owns it, and it makes him really giddy and happy, and we love it. We love him for it. Yeah, but, he loves it. How do you measure ROI on grassroots events? And that's what happens when you're separated from true users who are out there. So like for us, you know, for me personally, I did over 25 fun tours this year. Jameson as brand manager did a ton of them. And so it's really important that the people that are making the decisions, you know, as brand managers, we're also deciding what the product is next. Um, you know, what's happening? What are we trying to do? And there's a there's an element of that where when you start looking and the questions are being asked at bigger corporations that are under an umbrella of how do you measure an ROI on these things? And it's like the God's honest truth is some things it's really hard to, you just have to trust that, you know, you're doing the right thing. And we're so fortunate that our community and our people in our company has people intermingled in all the different departments in a way that know, okay, well, we're out here to really make a difference. And it's not just constantly about measuring it, but it's about doing the right thing. Well, and, the, and this brings up the point that we've made a million times. 90% of the people that are in, you know, customer service, all of our marketing group, we are paddlers first. The reason why we're here is because we're paddlers. We got, you know, people ask me all the time, well, how did you get a job working in the kayaking industry? It's like, dude, I, I, I paddled for I, mm -hmm. I, I, I made some of the original kayak fishing documentaries. I, I paddled for 20 years. You, Emily grew up in a family of kayakers. Bridget is like the original first woman of kayaking. Like there's. She's the hero Gotham needs. Well, but, but that's, you know, like we don't, people forget about that sometimes because we, we do, you know, become, uh, you know, Bridget and I and Chad, you know, we, we, we aren't in front of everybody as often as we used to be, but that's the, the big difference is we're paddlers. So we've got friends in the community. We, that, that's how we work. And that information, that ROI, you asked, the original question was, how do you measure that? The only way to measure that is to be part of the community and get that data back by actual, you know, conversations and tech. And, and we've seen it and we, we know how to gather it. And that's our, you know, we're not going to reveal how we gather it because that's our secret sauce. But, um, but yeah, it makes a huge difference. I was going to say for Bridget, you know, Bridget, for example, you know, there are posts in our communication and she's getting her dog out into kayaking and different things like that. And our, 
connections when we go out kayaking, there's a relatability to the consumer. So it really stems a lot of the conversations because we use it. So we're just like, how do I get my puppy out on the dog and dealing with this, what's the right things? And that is um, really unique, I think, to us as well. So by being users, we face, you know, a lot of the things that our consumers would face. And so we have to navigate that and think about what can we do to make this easier for everyone. I interrupted you, Chad, and this is your baby, not no. my baby today. So you no. this is this is all of our this is actually all of our baby because you guys are the ones that sent me to do this. So thanks, and James. Um, so talking to kind of backing up to the fun tour too, and it building community. It's also getting people away from technology. Being even being the social media person. My gosh, it feels good to take a few days on the weekend, get away from your phone. Go interact with people, um, and the best way to meet new friends is at your local Jackson Kayak or Paddle Shop dealer, whether it's a bike shop, paddle shop, a specialty store. There's always stories being shared and and different things like that. So, you know, I think that's one of the things that the Fun Tour means to me is is just getting outside and, and getting that interaction with not only other consumers, other buyers, but also being part of nature again and, you know, just unplugging for a little bit. And I think that's what paddle sports, in a way, means to all of us at the end of the day. Well, and, and simple things like why a podcast? Like why, you, you know, if you're a, there's no other kind of company that I has am. their own, that has their own weekly podcast, right? Well, bi-weekly, that I, yeah. that I know of. But the difference is, is that we understand that a podcast is something that actual day-to-day consumers, normal people. And and yeah, you know, the, the, the people that tune into a podcast like like the one that you've developed here, that's again, that, that it, it's grassroots. It's nor, it, it's a normal thing to do. It's not uh, some, we're, we're not following some algorithm down. We're like, where are our consumers? And the, pod, the podcast also gives our way, our team a way to shine. You know, up until this very episode, it's been our fishing team. Um, we've had some really great members come on here and they share tips, tricks. Um, they talk about their boats. They talk about the places that they're going, things that they're doing. And, you know, it's a great time for people to interact with them. We've met people like Jesse Lasprey, who's in the comment section tonight, and he's now a member of the Jackson Kayak team, all because he started watching this podcast in a lot of ways, got excited. Dustin picks it up, and, you know, we like Jesse. Or meeting us at trade. Yeah, met, met, yeah, met him at the, the, the old ICAST, and Jesse was, like, the most yeah. enthusiastic guy, like, like. It was total breath of fresh air for me. Like I, I remember I, I, Bridget and I coming back from the day that Jesse hung out with us, and we're like, "Hey, well, that guy's got to be on the team." So, make the make the call. So that, let's kind of let's let's talk about that a little bit. These interactions that we're having with people out on the road, and, and you guys had alluded to Jesse, but Emily, what are some of the stories that you've heard? Um, just shaking hands with day to day consumers that really gets you fired up to progress and keep pushing forward in the paddle sports community in this manner. Well, we don't have enough time for me to go in with it fully, but I think a big part of it for me and a golden thread through a lot of stories, and I will share a story or two, but it's that to me, kayaking and the separation that you talked about with social, like just phones, all of that, getting out and being in the water. um, The actual definition of meditation is the act of solely focusing on one thing. And when you're out on the water and you're out in the river, 
you might only be in that water once. It's never going to be the exact same scenario. It's not a real controlled environment. You're immersed in nature. And so when you take people who have day-to-day lives, stressors, I can't even begin to count and share the amount of stories that I've heard where it gets people um, feeling like they overcame something and became present. And I think sometimes the choice of becoming present involves overcoming something that's really challenging to do. And when I've been out on the fun tours, you know, there's been examples of, you know, I'm right now I'm here in Columbus, Georgia, and the fun tour I did here in the summer, this um, Hispanic mother came down, does not speak English very well. And she has her son and the son is like just staring at us kayaking. Um, and some of the team members and myself spoke some terrible broken Spanish to try to like figure out because he was just like fully staring and we get him out and he couldn't speak. The mother couldn't, but the son could speak some English. And so he had never been in a boat, couldn't swim. So we're like working with him, getting him in. And then we get out and the mom's sitting there and she's bawling. She's like, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, is everything okay? I'm so sorry. Did we scare you? Like what happened? And she's like, he's never felt comfortable speaking to anyone ever before. I can't even get him to speak in the school. He's not even in school. But the whole time he was like, the water feels cold. This is like just totally separated. And I think it is getting into that present moment that lets people truly be themselves. And so for me, that's why I put my children in a trailer from March to November um, and just hit the road because there's all these people out there who I would just love for them to have a moment you know, just a moment of that feeling free. I think that is what water does for me being out in the river and kayaking. And I have hundreds of stories of people coming out, seeing us and getting in the water and just having that realization that they can invest into a sport or do something that allows them to have that present moment. So, I mean, we're talking veterans. I've been working with you know, um, recently it's foster kids. A lot of foster kids don't really have a sense of belonging anywhere. I've been out on the water with them, teaching week-long programs. Um, but all these, like, any community and connection points just to show people that, you know, there are different groups of eclectic people out there with different stories and backgrounds. But there's something we can connect on, and that's just being out on the water and enjoying it. So for me, that's, you know, it's not a lot of the stories, exact examples, but... Uh, you know, I think that's the why and that's the, the golden thread, like I said, through all the stories. Um, Bridget, you have a story from kind of around last Christmas. Well, you and Emily together actually have a story from around in the local area with getting someone some boats and some different things to help them get out on the water. Tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, so uh, a girl that I worked with at the uh, river cleanup we did last July, she actually owns a little mini livery company called Sunseeker Outfitters, and she will take people out on the water, she'll shuttle them back and forth, like she's just all about getting people out there, and she's a, you know, pay what you can, if you can't pay anything, that's okay too, and uh, so we, we donated a couple of rivies and a spike, or a stacks, I believe, but we, we donated some boats to her to kind of help flesh out her, her little mini livery there. And I mean, she's just a great, great asset here for the community and in getting people out on the water and empowering them. And I mean, she's just got people who needed this time on the water so desperately that she's been able to help out. And it's, it, it was a really nice thing 
it was a really nice thing to be involved with. It's a great way to keep improving community. Um, my project has been the JK Trail, the JK USA Bassin Trail for this past year. Um, it was an upstart thing. We decided like, I don't know, February, January, February. It was like, it was actually pretty late in the game um, for the coming year. We decided to do it. We went all in, Jameson and Emily. We, we all talked about it together. And went in and we ended up with like 276 members in our first year. Um, we've got 200 and 200, probably going to be over 200 people qualified for the Jackson Don't share all classic. of that. And, you know, not all of them, but it's exciting. I know I'm like Will. I'm a little bit of a numbers nerd when it comes down to it. We, we talk numbers together. Don't tell nobody. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we were excited about that, but through that outreach, it's been fun to be back out into the community, the local community, meeting new people. Um, we've done a few demos with some different people here lately. You know, we've been hauling four boats to the last couple of events, you know, for people to try out. We've, we've met new folks through this trail, um, and got them a chance to either touch and see the boats or, you know, just hang out in the parking lot after the event or before the event, drink a beer after the event, not before the event. Um, but you know, it's just community building that community around something that's so simple and it's such a common bond. So not as fancy, but we are giving away a Kusa X at the Jackson kayak classic that will be raffled off in donations for the next generation scholarship fund that USA Bassin offers, which should Go five thousand dollars of that will go towards a um, youth anglers scholarship moving forward in their career. So we're empowering kids through fishing in that way with uh, JK Trail, and it's pretty awesome, pretty good feeling. Will just makes fun of old people. Are you sure you guys just talk numbers to each other? I am an old Certain. person. Mm. It that's so great. I mean, that's so much of what a part of it is, is, you know, yes, you bring your boats out and you put people in your boats, like just letting people like being accessible like that is huge. You know, Chad's backyard boats. Great. Chad's backyard boats. It's <laughs> well, a thing, and, and, actually. And that's, you know, when we, we talk about uh, we, we talk a lot about what we need from our community and what what the difference maker is and so much. And again, this goes back to the being in a being in a kayak and fishing from a kayak for the first time and i remember the first time i i i grew up fishing so uh you know we had a we had a trout uh stream behind my grandma's house and and we used to have to catch breakfast every day so that was you know two and three sitting there with you a, ate with trout a... for breakfast oh yeah absolutely um so we had you know we had basically a cane pole you know, with a little hook and a little worm, you would go and get night crawlers. And, and, you know, the early morning grandma would help us dig in the, in the garden to get the worms. And we would go and catch trout first thing in the morning from this little GNU that my grandmother had. And it, I, I, so, so I had a, a long history of fishing fish, you know, all the way through into my teens until it stopped being about fishing. And I remember turning about 15 years old and everybody who I fished with stopped fishing they they would go out on the boat but you know as dumb teenagers would do it'd be more about getting away from your parents and generally it you know drinking would 
whatever, you know, you go to an island somewhere and the beers would be more important than the fishing. And I remember that's, you know, kind of like I stopped being interested in fishing at that point. But it wasn't until I got into a kayak in my 20s and fished uh, because we were making actually it was Scott Null, who Camille Null works for our sales department. Um, and that, fan, you know, OG family of kayak anglers. Scott Null was doing it was we had done his book and we were doing a movie for him and I was filming with him and he was like, have you been kayak fishing before? And I'm like, no, I haven't done it. And he's like, have you, are you a fisherman? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, okay, we'll give, give you five minutes. And I got it like within the first 30 seconds. It was like, this is amazing. I don't have to worry about my buddy fishing. I can fish my own way. But that's the, that's the difference. The tactile difference, getting people in that boat makes all the difference. And to go back to what you're saying, the most important thing that we can pass along to everybody else that's part of this uh, niche group is uh, is if you want to see more people, if you want to have more friends to go kayak fishing with, just get them in the boat. It's it, it, It'll immediately happen. It's not, there's no question. The first time an, a fisher, a, a true angler gets into a kayak and catches their first fish, you're done. Like you're done. You'll be like, can I borrow this? That was so wholesome for a while that I like wasn't sure if you were making it up. And then I realized you totally weren't making it up. <laughs> Will's Canadian, so oh, just until you started yeah. just that nice. and then I was like, there went the wholesome. Yeah. What did they, I do? They actually put you in jail. You drank a beer. Oh, drank a beer. Yeah. I, uh, sorry, guys. I may have had a couple of beers as a teenager. It happens. HR. HR. We've all been to HR. We do a lot of that around here. We do. Self-inflicted. Um, so moving forward, you know, this is, this is some stuff we haven't really talked to even talked about yet, but we all always have ideas that are brewing, um, in some way, shape or form. They start out as a message on Skype that ends up, put that in an email. And sometimes it makes it to an email. Most likely if it's me, it never makes it to an email because I like Skype and I hate Asana, but what are some of the things that you would like to see like in paddle sports in the future, maybe come around? Oh man. I was just going to say, I really want cool hats and shirts, but that's been on my list. That's, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to get the people fired up. I know. I know. I'm trying. Hey, I, I, I love, I digress. I, I love the innovation that's happened in kayak fishing in the last 10 years. I, I love, you know, the, the pedaling has made it more accessible. Um, now motors are becoming more and more popular and, and, and that's giving a whole new speed and, and, and ability to cover water that kayak fishing didn't have before. Spot lock is amazing. But I mean, in my heart of hearts, and I know that I'm, I'm not preaching to a choir here, I'm, I'm probably the only one, but I... For me, the, the purity of paddling and, you know, running a river like uh, Emily knows it well. We run the Ottawa River a couple times a year and go fishing. Um, and you can get into these places that nobody else can get to. If I had a, even if I had a torpedo in the back, I wouldn't be able to get to half the places that are in the, that are mm -hmm. like buried on that river. Um, and, and I'd love to see just a slight resurgence of the passion for paddling come back and uh, as I said, that's that's probably the no. I agree. That's what I was gonna say, Will, and I'm like way younger than you. 
<laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah. So for me, a big part of my life, and it sounds terrible. I don't even know if I should say it out loud, but it it's something that I tell myself um, almost daily is I choose to challenge convenience. And so many days, even when it comes to fishing and the options that we make and the big boats and the motors and whatever else that we choose, um, we can choose to make things easier and more convenient. But the things in our life that we are the most proud of and the things in the life that we tell the stories about, um, the things that we want our children to know about us are not the things that we did that was convenient. It's the things that were wildly inconvenient and it took physical work and it took energy and it took, and we were proud of it and we were proud of what we accomplished. It's, and I feel like at times, even in kayak fishing, there's a balance between accessibility and being able to do something and then continuing to try to make things easier. And so while yes, we can continue to try to make things easier, we could have our friend go out and fish for us. Why not? I mean, just at the same time, it's like, just do the damn work and be proud of yourself for it, for putting in the energy, putting in the effort. Now, some people have limitations. And so if it makes it more Absolutely. accessible for them, then I am 100% all about it. So there is a balance to accessibility and convenience. And I well, think and that the thing, is a happy middle. And the thing that people forget, and this, this I, I come back to this a few times with people who I go paddling with a lot, um, is the thing that people forget is often all of that convenience that you're putting on your boat kept you from getting on the water for another hour. Like there is something to be said about, I have one tackle box that I have for my local lake that's 15 minutes away. I There's something to be said about paddle, PFD, one tackle box and and my Kusa X or my Liska. Like it's, it's mm. I'm on the water and to the best spots in seconds while some guys are still hooking up their stuff. And I'm not yeah. saying that that's wrong. You guys will probably outfish me in the end. But if See, I'm, I, I I'm walk going, in I'm a gray to... area though. Yeah. I'm a gray area person because I do both. I've got yeah. like all I think there's the a place stuff. For I have all the stuff. I have the NAR. It's got the fish finder. It's got, you know, anything and everything. Not a trolling motor. I pedal. I, I like, I enjoy the struggle i enjoy if i take my place to take myself to place x i have to get back from place x and i enjoy that because it one it pushes me to go further one it gives me a little bit of anxiety which keeps me going because i have to manage my time which is good because that's fuel in some cases um but i also like will i like to take like the kusa x this past weekend and it was funny because we would come up to a place and I was with two guys that had never fished or done anything like that before. But we come up to the first little jam and they're like, we can't get through. And you just shove the bow of the boat up on there, rocks in the wood, and you just scoot and pull and drag. And there, there's something that's just so satisfying about the work. Liberating goes into those moments. Well, and that's yes. the story that you tell is the dragging. Of, oh man, to get that bass may have only been like a quarter pounder, yeah, but man, big, I had to but... drag over like, oh, you should have seen oh some of the crap we had to get through to get there. Yeah, that you know, to go back to Emily's point, that's the, yeah, the you, story. You, you feel straight yeah. iron man. It's like working hard for a date. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's if that? Like? I never it. had to do that. I never had to do that, but yeah. 
Thanks, guys. You really single me out. <laughs> I'll talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> pink slips, pink slips. Um, but no, I mean, it was cool because we actually did come back and the, the kid that was with us bought a buy FB uh, two days later after the event of Sunday. So that was awesome. It, we weren't like, sure about the Chad's backyard demos. We had some concerns with our naming of it recently. We brought it up and, and told people and we weren't sure that legally it made the most sense. But I'm really proud of all your yeah, backyard. We need to get backyard. him like we need to get him backyard. a neon sign. How much does it cost for one of them fancy neon Getting signs? So get shirts. a Chad's backyard demos that goes told my son if he'd just start driving i'm going to get an extra trailer and my son like this white creeper van and he's just going to drive back and forth up and down the river all summer long picking up boats and shuttling them back <laughs> but he's a little old for that and his wife probably wouldn't appreciate it hey gosh we got lost hey, in the comments again you like fishing is this the same son that brings you mountain friends? mountain door uh mountain, mountain. view uh, alcoholic yeah, mountain yes Dews, that is that is my Tennessee. same son he is okay he's 25 it's legit he brought it back from the tennessee so it's it's all on the f and i got lost in the comments um so as we go around the room we've all been with jackson kayak for a while emily longer than the rest of us bridget probably next and then will and i what has been what has been the boat that you have loved the most over the years and it doesn't have to be a new one i can go first because it's really easy for me go for um it. the liska was the first uh jackson kayak that i was part of so it was when i first started as an actual employee of jackson kayak was in the, mi the middle of the development of the liska the Lisco was the first boat I was ever part of the naming process. Um, it was part of, you know, I didn't have a ton of input on the design, but I did, you know, I was part of the team at that point. Um, Jan, who that is named after, is a was just an amazing guy. I spent a few weeks in Sweden fishing with him and uh, absolutely adored the guy. And it was, and he and I, because he was my main contact in Europe at that time. So a lot of social media communication with him. He and I talked daily. Um, and the day that he died was just heartbreaking for me. Um, so when that boat came out and they named it after Jan, and it was specifically designed for pike fishing, which is my favorite kind of fishing here. Everything about that boat was at the time for me perfectly laid out. My, my tastes have changed and, and uh, over time, but um, I still love that boat. Mm -hmm. And I will, they, I've said it a million times, like that is the one boat in my Will's Backyard demo fleet uh, that will never sell. It, it is my, I have first, I have one of the first like four Liskas off the line and it, it's, it will stay in my, my quiver forever. I like it. Will's Backyard demos. Everybody's got backyard demos. Come over to Will's Backyard demos. Who's oh, to son? I mean, I, I, I got to go with the, the, the boat, the first Jackson kayak that I ever owned, which was a solid banana yellow Kusa. You know, I was I was in a little Craigslist something thinking I should get off the bank and go do stuff. And then I, you know, saw this video and, you know, they were standing and fishing out of a kayak and like that it wasn't blew a my goose mind. attacking anyone right it wasn't a goose attacking anyone i didn't video. mention any name it was not there was no goose attack in that video but 
they were standing up and like jumping around like a spider monkey. Does that help? Um, on this kayak. And I was like, oh my God, like it blew my mind that you could have like that level of stability and, and sit high, sit low and like do all these different things. And well, it wasn't the high, low seating at that point, but you, 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 you get where I'm coming from here. Um, so yeah, I, Oh, told, coming, told coming from, and... coming from the, the Prowler Trident series, which is where <laughs> I, you know, because Jackson didn't make fishing boats uh, at that time that I started the high-low seat and the comfort seat the, the removable frame seat oh was my dear god a whole nother thing like it was it just, it just my, my, my butt finally dried out yeah like, yeah it was like luxury living yeah. all the way <laughs> what yeah, about anyway. you chad 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 next so i am going to i got i'm gonna say it regardless um and it's because i come from the bass boat to the kayak so I'm kind of like, I didn't go from one to, I went, didn't go from kayak to a boat. I went from a boat to a kayak. And the one that really caught my eye and made me feel like I could do this too was the original big rig around 2016. Um, it was just, it was just that boat that allowed me to think differently about kayak fishing. It was really the while I was introduced to it, it was the one that made me go, this isn't bad at all. You know, especially being a boat guy early on, it was just like, well, kayaks are, you know, it might be wobbly, but that boat there introduced me to a whole new thing. And it was just, it's still, it's still that bluefin big rig still holds a special place in my heart. If I could have it back, if I could find it, I would cut it in half and hang half of it where my Dale Hollow sign is. That way nobody could Never ever use it again. <laughs> I my my wife loves me, but I had a have you heard of Chad's backyard demos? I've been we talking have, about selling my have big to tuna. liquidate at some point to bring more back. So I've been talking about Chad, selling my big tuna for as long as Bridget's known me, I think. I'm gonna sell the big tuna next year, but it's still sitting there. I, I can't do That's it. what Will and I talk about. <laughs> I am disappointed that I went last. Because originally, at first I was in Sekusa, because it was really exciting when we transitioned to making fishing kayaks. And then I was going to say, I loved hearing the stories about people thinking, oh, I can do this too, when we made the big rig, and then Chad went there. Um, I don't have as much of a connection with Aliska personally, even though the story behind, because I helped manage Jan at the uh, back when you worked at Jackson Kayak. So the tribute of that kayak will always hold a special place. Um, I think in all of our hearts, really, because he really influenced a lot of our fishing lines for sure. But uh, with that being said, the more that I think about the one I've spent the most time in recently um, is really the take two, which isn't really like you would call, like I set it all up for fishing for me and then I have my son paddle me around is kind of the oh, setup. Nice. So Smart. It's not child labor because I'm his mother. But for me, um, that's actually the one I've been using the most. And I was kind of surprised uh, when I started thinking about it. It's like, which one? You know, for me, I love my bite. But there's something to be said about going out with the kids. And both my kids have really gotten into fishing lately. They're really into it. Um, my daughter at seven will lift the fish and like do the whole like posing and like play with the fish. And my son will maybe like maybe do a finger touch. And he's, he's the older brother. So it's been pretty entertaining for those family moments on the boat. And I don't get that 
when I'm out on my own as much, but I also really appreciate the times of solitude out on the water fishing by myself. So for me, when I think about kayak fishing and what I want to go do, I want to take my bite and I just want to go fish on the Ottawa River with the bag of wacky worms and just have at it um, or a spinner bait. But outside of that, um, you know, the take two just works as a great platform for us because my kids went and saw manatees in Florida. We go fishing together. There's so many stories and places like stories that would not have happened if we hadn't been out on the water together. And so I think that's part of the magic of like, which boat and like getting out on the water. So for me, I grew up in kayaks and I, in my whitewater kayak, my dad taught me to shove my fishing rod down the back of my life jacket. And I would run hard whitewater with my fishing rod in the back of my life jacket and cast. So the idea of like fishing from shore never existed um, for me at all. Uh, but uh, to be able to go out on a platform is like, I can take people out and do that. It's just, it's just so much better. So as far as how many kids can go on the take two, it depends how much weight you're comfortable taking, but I've had multiple dogs, both how my little children. the kids are. <laughs> yeah. How big. So my son's like 85 pounds now. My daughter's like 40 and they both come with no problem. So I think when you think about like a almost 150 plus pounds per person, it still works fine for us, you know? So we, we definitely we load it up. We go on camping trips, and I throw all my shit on there. So it works great. If, if, you, if you really have any questions, just ask Chris Funk to weigh all his gear that he puts in his Take 2. Because um, I'm sure there's like three or four extra kids in his Take 2. Well, that's what I do with the Big Tuna. And, and, you know, by the same proxy, the Take 2. My Big Tuna now is pretty much just the, if I'm taking the family camping. So I can stack every piece of camping gear and shove a whole bunch of dry bags inside the big tuna and take, and, and the rest of them can take little wreck kayaks and whitewater kayak, you know, what, whatever. But I, I can handle six tents and a. You're in the barge. So are you ready to sell that to me? Will? <laughs> the, the BT. Yeah, you can have it if you want. <laughs> Come and get it. Oh, nice. So. If I had to pick a whitewater boat, though, that I am enamored with, it would be the Antics. Because of the name? I would probably land on my head. The 2.0, the new one. Because when I got to go to the fun tour at Canoe, Kentucky, and film that day with Clay, I got to see it, like, all up close. And spending a day with Clay, I was like, I just kind of want to just slide it out there which i knew it wouldn't fit but i've sat in one and i was like i can i could probably do this haven't done it haven't tried it but i'm enamored with it so maybe one day i have after a few things mountain, like that where I after say, a few mountain views that my it. children bring me <laughs> you're not allowed to do that and then get in the kayak but i definitely have a list of things that i think i'm really good at that i haven't tried yet but eventually maybe <laughs> I'll try it. I'm just like, oh, I'd be really good at that. Knitting? I'd be so good at knitting. But I haven't tried it yet. I, I actually, so uh, the guy who uh, really brought us all together, uh, originally James, years ago, um, tried to teach me how to whitewater kayak. And he worked hard. Like we Didn't you he, like almost die? He no, like, that was he exactly. got me. He will on the he, bank. I'm an he, athlete. We, Right to the point where we went and paddled our first like 
we went down, we ran the auto, we went from Brendan Mark's place down. So we even skipped McCoy's like we, you know, we, we ran the easy part of the river for lack of a better word. And I distinctly remember after my first couple of rolls, I was like, you know what? I, I get why you guys love this, but I, I'm just going to go get my fishing kayak and go fishing while you guys finish up. So I never, I don't have a, let me do it again. So I'm an athlete. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't as much then probably more in shape now. I could help any of you guys. I'm just waiting for you to ask me. Emily, Emily has told me like she could get me like, I could teach you how to roll in 10 seconds. You know, if it's I'm going to come and time. take, if I'm gonna like come and take advice, thing. it's going to be from Tucker. Tucker will teach me how to roll. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, actually. Yeah. We're all just waiting for Tucker to, <laughs> to be like, I got this. You guys come with us. Can you yeah, roll a traverse? I, they're, they're different beasts you know the kayaking uh in whitewater versus fishing different goals and different aspects of it there's a lot of similarities so many people get into whitewater kayaking for a lot of what we're looking for on fishing kayaks which is just to be in those serene places you know it's kind of like riding a magic carpet ride through the woods you know places that no one else gets to go that I, I, sounded like a well really. and here's here's I, the reality the, the one thing that does cross are, you know, we, we talk about the, the difference between a, a, an angler and a whitewater guy. There is no difference. It's just two different people that are passionate about something. And, and I respect passion about anything. Like if you're super passionate about something, I hugely respect that. Whatever it is, whether it's whitewater kayaking, whether it's fishing, whether it's um, running, whatever Your it original is. original teddy bears and Millennium Falcon Legos. Whatever it is that you're super yeah. passionate about, if you love it and will talk about it with passion, you are my kind of people. Um, so, you know, if we, you know, if we want to, you know, all hold hands and sing Kumbaya, that's the thing that's that we all deal. really have in common with. <laughs> So I, I, this is kind of a weird analogy, but this is what I thought of today. This was my second thought, Emily, but I was kind of thinking back and since social media is kind of my thing, you know, I look at in the nineties of a child of the nineties. Thank you. Um, motocross was very cool. And we had things like it was Jerry McGrath. And then, you know, there was these videos, these cult videos that came out. They were called crusty demons of dirt. And you can tell which region really... of the United States Chad's from right now. Just... <laughs> Midwest. Um, so anyway, it sparked this whole movement. Motocross got really popular, got really big all of a sudden in the mid to late 90s it just blew up um, to make it what it is today and i was thinking about social media and it kind of hit me like instagram reels like white water has has always kind of been it's been cool but it was never it was like you don't see it on the x games it never got a lot of play but one of the things that we have seen through instagram reels is the whitewater community begin to shine because it's it's really and i think we can all attest this it's cast a huge light on it because people can see what dane does they can see what you do emily they can see what nick does and all the rest of them do you do you see that as like the instagram reels have sparked a new movement in whitewater kayaking well movement's a hard one so 
whitewater kayaking has really been pigeonholed as such an extreme sport. So 90% of the people that are truly taking time to make reels are the people out and about doing the crazy thing. The top 5% of the entire whitewater community are the reels that you're probably seeing the most. No one's filming or advertising the bunny slope. Kind of in the way that in fishing, I feel like no one's really showcasing the getting your boat to the river and just being out of it. Yeah, just being out on the water at sunset is the picture of the fish. And so I think for us in whitewater, often it's very much so showing a very extreme side, which is awesome. But at the same time, it also showcases an area of not people can't figure out what steps do you take to get there. And so for me, that's a challenge. I think social media in a way has actually hurt our sport because we're pigeonholed as so extreme. Um, and so it's really important as a company in the whitewater realm to make sure that we're the ones showcasing the bunny slope, to, even to if that be- makes us uncool, which is what we've been labeled oh, in the whitewater industry is we're not the cool people. We're not the ones that are only going to promote the hardest of the hard things. We're the people that are going to showcase every level of where you're at, because we think they're equally inspiring just because you took the time to get out. To be honest, that, that happened in the early days of kayak fishing, too. All of the media that came out when we when we first started was saltwater stuff, and the big stuff that got play in National Geographic had a me. television show. Like the the first big YouTube viral video that we had was the the marlin the two double hookup marlin video. That was the first time most people were exposed to kayak fishing was watching a dude land a billfish from a kayak, a, a really big billfish from a kayak, and. A lot of people didn't think kayak fishing was viable for bass fishing because the only video that was coming out at that time was the the dudes doing extreme stuff. And we thought at the time we were trying to show, you know, how far the sport could go. We were, we thought we were showing the pinnacle, but we were often, you know, pulling ourselves away from from the core audience. It wasn't until uh, the bass fishing guys got a hold of the boats and started just doing, like, uh, you know, five cameras on a, on on one bass type of stuff that was. When people are like, oh, oh, it's just it's just fishing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't have to be punching surf. It doesn't have to be going into wild waters all the time. It can be um, it can be just going fishing. So that just agreed. You broke Chad. For me, broke Chad. it's kind of been mm-hmm. all about like the moving water. Like that moving water, like I mean, whitewater kayakers know how to read the water, like river anglers know how to read the water. Like, and I feel like that's been a constant thread through who we are. We understand water. We are the flow. Yeah. Agreed. Put these old man glasses on. Um, I'm trying to read the comments and I'm old. Oh, all the many comments off to the one side there. Yes, they keep blowing up. Um, so Where do you even quick, see if, comments? If you hit the comments, comments instead it says are you on private your phone? chat. Are you on your phone or your laptop? I give up. I just it's too technical. It's that's why I have you guys. I can't. Um so if anybody's got any questions that they want to ask us related to what we're talking about, um, no team questions. We're not gonna answer those. Um so yeah, any questions that you guys got, let us know, and we will. Um, well, Jesse asks, "What what's our favorite part of working for Jackson Kayak?" 
Yes, I missed that question earlier. Glad. Thank you for reposting that, Jesse. Um, man, loaded question, but I think the easiest thing for me is that I get to work with my friends, and that's that's as simple as that. I don't. Um, I'm lucky enough uh, in life that uh, I can I could do a lifestyle job without too much concern, for lack of a better word, and and so I get to make make wise choices on what I do for a living, and I'm lucky to work with my friends and and have been since I started at Jackson, and that's uh, that's I think my favorite part about working for Jackson. I'm just gonna go all big eyed now because I don't even know what to say, like. I mean, it's cool to be like behind the scenes and kind of be able to listen to people's feedback and incorporate that and, you know, use what you guys say to make changes that are good. <laughs> um, yep. That's my final answer. I'm going to keep thinking. Well, I know she's going to let me go next. So, um, so for me, I get to work with Bridget because I, when I, first started being interested in kayaking you were one of the ogs um that came to my little stupid bass crazy 365 yeah page you were one of those you and stewart and some of the others um and i you know that's when i started becoming enamored with the idea of kayaking so i get to work with you um just get to learn from you apprenticeship um and yeah, and then I think the friendship goes a long way. As the newest, as the newbie, I'm still the new guy, even though Alex, I'm not the newbie anymore. Alex, the newbie. So yeah, I've graduated to second year apprentice. Second year apprentice. Um, but yeah, you guys have have all become. We've all become friends. We all talk. We all talk about our dogs and different things, and it's. It's been good. And I like seeing everybody's, our visions are all very comparable in a lot of ways. Well, we do have differences in the way that we think and, and things that we do. We're very like-minded in a lot of ways. And I think that's pretty special. You don't get that very many, you don't get that very many places. There's days I get mad at Will when he's stupid as sauna, but you know. Sorry yeah. for, sorry for scheduling your work. Thank you. Does this mean I have to go? Yeah. Yep. What's Your my turn. favorite part of working at Jackson Kayak? Uh, well, for me, my roots in Jackson Kayak go very far. Um, so my passion and caring about the the results of the, the company and the work uh, is deeply in, ingrained. Um, but I can't have that level of um, passion and love for the product and what we're delivering without being surrounded by people that work incredibly hard to do the right thing. It's so much easier to get an answer back sometimes and just say, okay, well, I was told I can't do this. And this team here comes up with ideas on a daily basis. And instead of, if I say, I don't know if we can do it like this, or if I say the parameters, they take that beta and they put a framework around it and they're like, okay, well, even if we can't do this, here are some ways, you know, that we can navigate this and still get the job done or still do what we think is the best thing for us to do as a company and as a team. And you don't get that. You don't get a team of people like that in very many places. So for me to be surrounded by people that will put in the extra work and get down, go out, be in the water, do all these things to make the right thing happen 
and get as many people out on the water possible is incredibly inspiring. So being able to work with them on that, but also 90% of the time, the workload that I present back to them comes from the individual Skype messages. Oh, I really feel like we should do this, or this makes me really passionate, or this makes me happy. And to have a team of people saying, I'm excited about this, and being able to navigate and work off that, that's like the coolest thing in the whole world. And I just absolutely love that. So for me, it's just feeling that passion seeing the people put in the effort to execute what they think needs to get done what's in the best interest of the company, but more so than the company, what's in the best interest for our community. That is where every single person in this room is driven by. We're not driven by making money. We're not driven by the total number of kayaks that we sell. We're driven by making a difference for the people that are invested into this sport and people that don't know to be invested into the sport yet. And so for me, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm surrounded by these awesome people and why they're here with us today. Um, and I could go on forever, um, but that's a big part of it. It's just to be, to have that level. Um, like I said, it's something I've worked and continue to work with a lot of other different brands and different projects and things too. And it's just, there's just no family quite like this one right here. So. It's really neat. The storytelling, the energy, like off the charts. There's my Jackson Kayak's been around for like 20 years. At this 2003. Point. So, yeah, we're on our 20th year. 2003 okay. was the original. Man, if only our marketing good good came deal. up with something yeah, cool the marketing about 20 years. Though. Jesus. Yeah. Thanks, Will. <laughs> well, you know, it's Will, been a, it's can been you a put busy. Into a sauna? <laughs> I know it's after hours. It's been a busy a year for us. Do a yeah. 20 year anniversary, 20 years something. We have to do something. Well, I, so so I thought the next the next question from Rudy about a seven in one floating tool from Jackson was interesting. One of the things that I think is really important to remind people is that we're a kayak company. And yeah, we do some extra stuff, you know, like uh, accessories and stuff like that, but the reality is, is that there, and I, I love questions like this, especially from the public, because it's it's a real sticky thing to answer the question, right? Because yeah, we'd love to produce something. Not like that, that sticky, Will. What I respond to everyone is, we can do anything, but we, we can't can. do everything. But we can't but do we everything. Can't do and everything. And if you try to do everything, well. then you don't do the things that you're good at well anymore. And what we're good at is building kayaks. And so, a seven-in-one tool, although it's an amazing idea. It's one of those things that like, I'd rather leave it to somebody that's really good at building seven and one tools and have them build the best one ever. And that's, so So the answer is probably never. I'm not gonna say never, cause you never know with what kind of wild, crazy stuff R&D will come we up with tomorrow. We did make kennels. We did make kennels. So it, it but that's it. Yeah, They're but that was a rotomolded product. So that still fell They're within things kennel. that we're good at. But anyway, um, I just thought that was a cool a cool question. I wanted to respond to it because it's something that we're trying to drill into our brains is, is let's do what we're good at. You guys just created so much work for this for this group, by the way, the whole 20-year thing. I'm like, okay, wheels are spinning. Tomorrow's brainstorm meeting first thing in the morning. What first are we thing. doing for 20 we years? Nothing else. We have nothing else to do tomorrow, so. Oh, yeah, that's not happening anymore. I'm sorry, Chad. Yeah, launching. Chad, Chad, you did it. Like, nice. Chad's like, no. very passionate. <laughs> Still very passionate. 
He's passionately oh, muted, and we love faking it. it? <laughs> He's faking passionately Batman. muted. At least I wasn't frozen. <laughs> what? what? Uh, Intensity now. I wasn't frozen. <laughs> frozen face. It's all backwards. What do you guys think we should do for 20 years? Drop them in the comments. Yeah, there. do our job for us. Tell us what you would like us to do. Yeah, tell us what years. you want to see for 20 years. Seven and one tool. Say free kayaks. And free kayaks. Seven and one tool. So uh, just to kind of close that out, 20 years, that's a big milestone. But one of the cool things that we did do this year that we can preface to you guys that we've got coming very soon is the Orion limited editions this year were a lot of fun. Yep. A lot of good coming. meetings. And we've got more coming. Um he wants to he wants to kind of tell him but so the the last one we did the tie-dye was autism awareness. Mm-hmm. We were pretty stoked on that. Um and then we had the yellow ribbon cooler. Will I'll let you allude to that one just a little bit. Uh, that was your call. Yeah. So we did our, our uh, you know again we we did limited edition colors this year and we made sure that a little bit of the proceeds from each cooler was put towards a good cause because we're always trying to give back a little bit so we kind of mm-hmm. built around a framework of a theme so autism being the, the full spectrum which was uh chad's idea i believe um mm-hmm. mine was um as a you know as a survivor of cancer uh, we did the yellow ribbon cooler we donated a little bit to the cancer society um the next one that we have coming down the road is we have uh, a mix mash of what we call the the wine. Wow, you muted yourself at a terrible. You moment, muted though. yourself, the wine what? <laughs> the wine coolers. Yeah, he muted me. The wine coolers. Oh my god, you're brilliant. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's it. I, mean, I, I just got that. Apparently, that I was the that. whole. I missed that. I, I just coolers. got that. Bridget and I both didn't get that until now. <laughs> that's so much. That's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, we've got uh, we've got three different colors coming, Bridget. It's all the same color, but they have different pads. Different pads. So it's like Merlot. Uh, can't remember. We, we, Cabernet. I can't remember the, Cabernet and, and Sangria. Sangria, that's right. Which uh, a little bit of money is going to go towards. Uh, I think we decided on breast cancer for that one. Yep. Yep. So, and the next drop will be October, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's coming up. Limited edition fifty fives. We're excited about that, and we're excited about tomorrow for the brand new. you guys are gonna love them yeah well the other thing we're actually going to do a christmas limited edition now too we've got a little bit extra time in the schedule so we're, we're we need to actually brainstorm that so we're, um, if you guys have ideas for what we could do for a holiday edition cooler throw those in the comments because we'll be doing a limited edition holiday cooler um, so the limited edition run of 15 by the way if anybody has those coolers there will there's literally 15 of them and they will never be made again um so you or shouldn't be anyway might something close might happen but those are Ooh. i like that one i like that i like that one dig into the archives is somebody writing these down badass white <laughs> how do you get badass white like 
I've never seen. Let's go. I'm writing it down. Let's go. A slightly cream, you know, mm. badass cream. No, no, family, family show people. That wasn't what I was talking. Oh my god! Did you just say <laughs> badass cream color? <laughs> That's just. We've descended into madness. We could, we could do uh, eggnog. Welcome to work and welcome to overtime, eggnog. kids. Ooh, eggnog! <laughs> welcome to HR. Eggnog is a good. Name. Eggnog's not a yeah. bad color combo for the pad that we have and the some of the colors. We could we do can. the whole thing in tan, yellow, and eggnog brown. at Christmas, and we can call it spiked eggnog because it's just awkward alcoholic theme with all of our <laughs> fighting cancer. It might just this be just our general theme. A, a return of the Illuminati. Oh my God! Twentieth anniversary. Do we that still have any of that the glow in the dark? It yeah, not we're not allowed to say glow in the dark. It's it's like trademarked. Oh, I mean like, Illuminati. You say, there you go. That's much better than glow like, in the dark. Do we still? We yeah, but we don't have any of that resin line mm -hmm. though. It'd be cool. epic though. Epic, epic, epic. Well, guys, it has been an hour and thirteen minutes. Um. So, I mean, you guys can go go around the room. As we close out the Orion podcast, we typically tell people where to find you on social media and thank the people that you need to thank. So we will go around the room, and you guys can tell folks where to find you on social media. And you can thank anybody that you want to thank, your mom, grandma, whatever. Mine is Emily Jackson Kayak. And I just want to point out that uh, on Instagram, and I think it was Emily Jackson on Facebook, but Chad, you have a great therapist voice, just like when you talk <laughs> in these podcasts. And this is not your normal voice in our marketing meetings. It's usually <laughs> I'm not sure. It's just you have, you I have, have a, a podcast voice, and it, it, is, it is suave. It's impressive. Ooh. But I have uh, a word for it that I will share when, when I when we when we cut off. off. Okay, sounds yeah, good. I'll, I'll share with you what I call it. You're sitting on something funny. Okay, Bridget, your turn. No. What social hands? Uh, I'm at Ten Creek Bridges. T E N N C R E E K B R I D G E S. She posts like daily. Yeah, I am a very infrequent flyer. Uh, I've been a little burnt on socials lately. Sorry, Chad. Um, but I'm. I really appreciate like a lot of our new team members have been stepping up. Like our some of our new fishing team members are just absolutely crushing it. Like, and it's really been a good injection of positivity into our fishing team and like everybody's doing just such a great job out there and like it's so so appreciated it's such a team effort mm -hmm. thank you agreed okay travel beard well you can find me at travel beard oh i was this is my podcast voice have <laughs> i used this one yet is it like chad's am i deep and mellow we what? have done very white for a while. Okay, Kermit. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, you can find me at the Travel Beard. Uh, mostly lately, I just post about my fitness journey because I've been working on that pretty hard. So don't so he went running. Okay, Chad. The honest thing here is, if anyone wants to follow any of us or what we're doing, we're up to just follow Jackson Kayak's yeah, channel. Yeah, that's so probably Jackson where Kayak you're going to see. And Jackson you just, Kayak. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the at Jackson dot kayak and at Jackson kayak fishing 
on the gram. And then Correct. you can find us Jackson kayak and Jackson kayak fishing on the Facebook. Correct. And then we're on threads. We're trying threads and we've got the TikTok. Um, Jackson the kayak on the TikTok. I don't like when people say we've got the talk. It's just <laughs> no. No. We got the TikToks got and the talk. Alec and the Whitewater crew absolutely kill it over on TikTok. So head over there and smash that like, follow, whatever button it is, and watch some dudes do some cool stuff. It's it's really fun to watch what they do on TikTok. And you can do it too. And you can do it too for the Maybe price of $9.95 per month. Enough of you, Chadwick. Five minutes on the water with Emily Jackson. She'll have you rolling and launching off waterfalls. Coming 2024. Yeah. Coming 2024. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Good night. Bye bye.